What's going on guys? This is Ahmed again and I'm here with episode one as promised and I actually have the bright young individual that I was talking about in my previous video. So today I want to welcome Abdelwadu Dawood and he's actually a senior mechanical engineering student at Iowa State University with a background in computer science and energy. And over the last few years, he has gained a multitude of unique experiences and here are just a few of them. He entered at Tesla in California where him and his team were able to save the company $3 million. I'm talking $3 million. Now that's just not, that's not a number we can just throw around. So shout out to a dude for that. And he actually had the experience to teach English to homeless men in New Delhi, India in his study abroad, as well as he carried out research on the most efficient energy system ever conceived at the National Energy Technology Laboratory. Now, with all this, Wadud also serves as the National Finance Chair for the National Society of Black Engineers. He's passionate about helping those around the world who haven't been dealt the best hands in life. Specifically, he believes anyone can change the course of their life with the right balance of learning, networking, and confidence. <coughs> so Wadud, before I dive into all your successes, just give me a little bit of a background and you know, who is Wadud and where are you from and everything? Definitely. First off, I want to say thank you for having me. Absolutely. Um, uh, it means a lot for you saying I'm a brilliant, intelligent young man. I, I think <laughs> that's true. I think that's more of a function of the people around me uh, throughout my life. Um, also, uh, viewers, I want to make sure that we applaud this young man <laughs> for uh, taking the leap forward to, to do something like this. He, he brought up the concept to me a few days ago, and within you know a week, Ahmed is making the Pursuit of Purpose podcast real, and, and I think that's a really big testament to the type of person he is. Um, your question was telling you a little bit about myself. Absolutely. Just give the audience a little bit of a background. Okay. Yeah. So my parents uh, are from Sudan. Uh, they migrated over here uh, probably over 25 years ago. Um, I was born in Virginia, Alexandria, Virginia specifically, and then moved to Iowa when I was about seven months old. And I've been there ever since. was raised in Iowa City, Iowa um, with a family where we you know, mitigated the the interesting space that is a Sudanese family in America, especially for first generation. Um, I have two older, older siblings and three younger siblings. Wow. And now I'm at Iowa State, you know, studying mechanical engineering uh, on the home stretch and figuring out where my life's gonna go after that. Yeah, and so dude, how did you, how did you decide that I wanna be a mechanical engineering student? Definitely. Um, I think that's a really good question. I think, I, think, I think engineering was something that was kinda in my blood in a way. You know, I grew up with, uh, my dad was always really entrepreneurial and always really mm -hmm. hands-on. So I remember when I was maybe in third grade, he had an auto body shop okay. where he would fix cars. And, and I knew that I liked to be hands-on and I wanted to be in that space when I would get jealous because him and my big brother would do all the work and they didn't let me do anything. <laughs> um, sure. But uh, when I got to high school, I don't know if you've heard of Project Lead the Way. Right. Um, it's a maybe program. Explain that. Yeah. Project Lead the Way is a program. Um, I'm not sure if it's still there at Iowa, State, Iowa City West High School, but it was a program where students in high school were able to deep dive into engineering programs, whether it be aerospace engineering, mechanical engineering, or uh, CAD. It was really just a good experience to immerse yourself in that engineering field. Mm. And after that class, I had a great professor or teacher in uh, Dominic Adia, and he really showed me, it kind of ignited my passion for engineering. And I didn't know which space or direction I wanted to go in, and I felt like mechanical was the most broad route. So I chose to go with mechanical engineering, and I, looking back at it, I feel like I couldn't have made a better decision. That's awesome, man. That is awesome. And we do, so what I want to go through, so I'm just going to go through like each experience that you've had. Mm -hmm. And we can start out actually with the, what you did at Tesla, because I think that's magnific magnificent. One of the most progressive tech companies out there. Yeah. You know, we think Tesla, Elon Musk, he's doing everything. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So in terms of your internship, 
So maybe you can take us back to how you actually landed this internship or co-op it was, right? Uh-huh. And maybe the experience, maybe the day in the life of a Tesla intern, yeah. what you were doing there. Okay, for sure. Um, we're talking $3 first million. Off, dollars, yeah. so. <laughs> <laughs> um, first off, Tesla is that amazing company. And uh, I want to make sure that before I start talking about it, that I say that, you know, while I have had these successes, it's it's not my own doing, but really people around me like Ahmed and and a bunch of my other friends and my parents who believe in me and, and have shown me that I have potential in these areas that have allowed me to kind of move forward and go for it, per se. Yeah. But uh, anyone who knows me knows that I'm extremely passionate about LinkedIn. Oh, yeah. Um, I've given presentations on LinkedIn. I want everyone to have a LinkedIn. If you don't have a LinkedIn, it takes five minutes. Get a LinkedIn. <laughs> um, but what I did is I had a conversation about eight months before I got my Tesla internship where I was a... Uh, sitting down with one of my friends, Cutler Simpson, and I said, I want to work at Tesla, mm-hmm. and I'm going to do what I can to get there. And at the time, I promise you, I had nothing on my resume, and I was the worst example of a potential Tesla intern. But uh, I figured, first thing I would do is figure out how I can get some automotive experience. So I went into a car dealership, uh, uh, Carousel Nissan, uh, Highway mm-hmm. 1 in Iowa City, and I walked in there, so I, I thought I was applying for a bigger job than I was, so I went in there with a resume and like cover letter and like walked up to the guy, and I was like, hey, my name is a dude, um, really passionate about the automotive industry I'd love a position with you guys um I don't know what you have available but I'd love to do it and the guy like kind of takes my resume and he's like well this wasn't that necessary but uh <laughs> if you want we have this guy who can drive the cars and you know park the cars and deliver cars if you want to do that sure so I did it and it was probably one of the best jobs I've ever had I just drove cars a lot of the time but uh fast forward you know once school started I realized that I had to start engaging with you know clubs that were in the same space as Tesla and also starting to develop the leadership that could set me apart from everyone else um, so I got into the solar car team at Iowa State, the Prism Solar Car team, mm-hmm. um, and I was able to do some work with them where I learned about you know efficiency with vehicles, also the building process and teamwork with, with, with respect to the automotive industry. Mm-hmm. And then uh, when I was about, let's say, four or five months away from feeling I felt like I was a good candidate for an internship at Tesla, I reached out to someone who a friend of mine had connected me with, and he was a manager there, and I said, here's my resume please tell me what I could do to make me a better candidate for the position in a few months. And how'd you reach out to that individual? Uh, LinkedIn. LinkedIn, okay. Yeah. I'm with you. <laughs> uh, LinkedIn. So I reached out to him on LinkedIn, and I said, uh, can you tell me you know, X, Y, and Z that I need to do better to become a great candidate for this position? And uh, he was amazing, reached back out to me, probably four or five messages, until he said, these are the things that I think you should work on. And uh, long story short, I was on the, uh, I also became uh, the vice president of my chapter at Iowa State University for the Nesby chapter, mm-hmm. um, which gave me the leadership experience necessary when I felt like I was ready to, to really engage with Tesla recruiters. You might think I'm exaggerating, you can ask any of my roommates, but I probably connected and messaged over 100 recruiters. Wow. And uh, every single one of them, I said the exact same thing, that I feel like I'm a good candidate. I've been told I should work on this, this, and that to become better. Mm-hmm. I have, here you go. Um, and I got like three responses, maybe seven responses. Like It was <laughs> very discouraging. Right. Um, but I was on, a, on the airplane, um, just, you know, right when you land on an airplane, I was going to a Nesby conference and you start getting your messages. Yeah. I see one from a great man. He's actually a recruiter at a different company now, but it was an email that said, Hey, one of my colleagues has put, uh, your resume is basically, you know, come across my desk. I'd love to sit and chat. Mm-hmm. And this whole time I'm thinking we're actually going to chat, you know, like, Hey, we do like, how's the weather, you know, what's school, <laughs> like all that within a minute, it was like, so why do you think you should work at Tesla? I was like, oh, so this is one of those types of things. <laughs> um, anyway, he, he, we had a really good conversation. Um, we really vibe with each other. And I think I got that. I set up, I got the email on Sunday or Saturday, set up the call on Tuesday, and accepted my offer by Friday. So in terms of, it was so beautiful because it was one of the first times that I've been able to see like 
one of my goals come to fruition. You know what I mean? Like it was really big Absolutely. for me because it was just like this was not supposed to happen. Like yeah. there's no way that you say you're gonna work at Tesla and you do. But it came down to just people kind of believing in me and, and that last email kind of solidified like, hey, you know, even though I sent a hundred messages and got three to seven responses, someone read it. And I'm not getting an internship for a hundred people. I really need to work for one person. So it really just showed me the value of LinkedIn and the fact that really that anything can happen. And that really shows you like when he talks about everything that he said, he said he didn't feel like he was in the position to get this internship. Oh, you didn't think not. it was no, like, no one does. No one, know. exactly. But the fact is, you know, you're a very, you're very good at communicating. Yeah. And that's one of Wadud's strengths. Ever since I've met him, he's just yeah. very, he's a very effective communicator. Mm -hmm. So this Appreciate is just that. a product of that. Appreciate that. Yeah, for sure. And so when you got to Tesla, tell yeah. us maybe what you were doing. Because <laughs> $3 million, like I'm still, I can't fathom that number. All right, that's not so like gonna, a few so thousand. You know, you, with all these NDAs that we sign with these companies, you know, I feel like we signed a life away. So I'm going to yeah. be very smart with this answer. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, for sure. I got to Tesla. And I'm not lying, my first week there, they put me on work instructions. And I don't know if anybody knows what work instructions are, but think of going to, let's say you went to someone at McDonald's and they're making sandwiches, right? right. Standard work procedures are critical for really big companies to be able to manage the processes that they have. Mm -hmm. And so I was watching people do the same thing over and over again and writing it down. Oh. Writing it down and writing it down. And finally, you know, after a few days, here's a document of exactly what you need to do to do this job. Great, no problem. However, I didn't exactly expect that as a, Dang, I'm finally going to Tesla. Like, this is gonna be crazy. I didn't expect to do work instructions. Yeah. Um, so I got there, did the work instructions for a week, and I went to my manager and I said, with all due respect, sir, <laughs> I don't care if I have to work 20 hours a week, all right. but I was hoping to work on some, solve some bigger problems, I think is the wording that I used. And my manager was amazing, and what we did is we walked around the factory and uh, we started defining problems, and, and, and he found a problem that he thought was important, which I was supposed to focus on. And within you know a week or two, my team and myself were able to really solve that problem, or at least put a really big dent in it. Mm -hmm. And after that, uh, he gave me full autonomy in terms of what I could do. So the work, you know, day to day turned into being you know a lot of process optimization. Tesla was at a point where the Model Three was about to come out, so they needed to make sure that they could eliminate the inefficiencies that they had today mm -hmm. because when you're making a hundred thousand cars it's expensive with inefficiencies and when you're making five hundred thousand cars it's even more expensive you know the economies of scale and whatnot of so my work came a lot with you know process optimization i brought into some of my software background into the mix where i, I automated some of their processes for production reporting um and then also just a little bit of mechanical design work just to make things a little bit better um <laughs> one thing that i do want to know with tesla is you know a lot of people think that you know there's no work-life balance and my theory on that is you kind of decide how you want to deal with it. Mm -hmm. And my story for that is my manager on like my third week of work, work I came in like 815, you know, and he comes in like with a smart remark like, hey, you know what, dude, back in my day, I used to come before my boss and I used to leave after my boss. And I was like, <laughs> bet, I'm hourly, you know. So uh, that turned into me working 15, 16 hours a day, uh, which is, wow. you know, normally would be really stressful it's excruciating excruciating yeah that's probably a good word too but in this situation i promise you know i really loved the work i was doing i had a team that really believed in what we were doing and, and we were solving problems so 15 hour days felt like eight hour days honestly and and that's what i did i tried to fix a lot of problems that's how you save money is by fixing problems and uh it scaled pretty well we ended up uh basically optimizing maybe four processes and moving wow. moving a whole process or a set of processes to a different area so that we could create space for model three wow uh <laughs> With no specifics, that's how the numbers worked like that. Gotcha. And then it ended up being $3 million. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's, they heard it. I think. That's insane. It's me that's and my team. You know, yeah. I, I, can't, I can't discredit that. There was some, we had two great interns in uh, Shashank Goli and uh, John DeWardis. Uh, John Ritter was our manager. Jake Layton. There's some great people on that team who really that's helped cool. make that happen. But 
No, that's that's awesome. And as you guys can, if, if you recall to what he said, he talked about um, communicating with his manager because you were doing the work construction. Oh, biggest thing that you can do for one of your internships is set up weekly, bi-weekly meetings with your managers and figure out what they're looking for. Mm-hmm. And then see if you can align that with anything that you're looking for. So my manager, while I said I didn't want to do work instructions, the fact that I told him I wanted to solve a bigger problem, right. that aligned perfectly with his job because he's looking to solve, hey, we do, well, we do have these big problems. Mm-hmm. You said you want to do it. An intern normally wouldn't get to do this, but let's try it. Gotcha. So just having those conversations and, and trying to reiterate, you know, the second week, third weekend, like, hey, this is what I'm working on. I'm not that happy with it. It's going to make it better. Because in the end, they want, they want that experience to be the best possible experience for you. And at the same time, you want to provide the most value to your manager. Absolutely. No, without a doubt. And we do it so if we can just kind of give us a little bit of a, I don't know, if you can give just the audience some advice so people who are potentially in currently studying to be engineers yeah. and they're looking to land their first internship because that was yeah. your first technical internship. Yeah. Kind uh, yeah. of, right? I worked for the Department of Energy for a year before that. Okay. That was more, it was an internship, but it was very research focused. So, okay. Yeah. So this is, was your first official yeah, one. definitely. So how did you, what what was the point like where Tesla was like, all right, this is the guy we want. How did they know? Yeah. Or how did you make it seem yeah. like there's no one better than me yeah. for this position? Yeah. How did you articulate that yeah. with your, within your CV, your resume? What was the selling point? So the biggest overarching thing that I'll say so that I can provide the most value is LinkedIn. And I'm going to probably say that we're not even done yet. I'll, LinkedIn. Say, I'll say it 15 more times before we're done. LinkedIn, LinkedIn, LinkedIn. Um, so how do you go about navigating the fact that you don't have all the experience necessary to getting a position? Basically, it's a position, the question, right? Mm-hmm. Um, first off, I would want to say that you leverage LinkedIn not to just get a referral. I don't even think I've gotten a referral through LinkedIn. Wow. Genuinely. I don't really? think I've ever asked someone to refer me on LinkedIn. But what you do do or what I do is I make sure within the first two lines to say why I'm contacting hey, Recruiter X, I'm looking forward to engaging with you to discuss potential internship opportunities here, mm-hmm. okay? Um, and then the next thing is, instead of asking for a referral, what I love asking is, Tash is my resume, could you take a look at it and maybe give me three things that I could do better, okay? okay? Three things you could do better. So then you do those three things. You come back to the recruiter a month later. Hey, I did those three things. Can you look at my resume again? Tell me if there's a few things you could do better. Maybe after that second engagement, that second or third message, you say, hey, look, I'm really interested in this position and I've, I've fixed my resume. I, I've, I put myself in a situation that I feel fits me for this position and I'd love to discuss it, get on the phone for 10 minutes, something like that, you know? Okay. But at the same time, the recruiter's gonna see, hey, this kid is, you know, every single company you work for knows as an intern that you don't know anything. You know, <laughs> like, like we can say whether we have engineering classes, whatever, sure. Right. You don't know anything of what you're going into. So what they're really looking for is the, the ability to learn, you know? Right. And so in terms of advice, I would say, Reach out to people and show them that you're willing to learn. You know, you're not perfect. Nothing about you is perfect, but you want to be the best person person for that job. Absolutely. I think after that, so you know, you we've gotten to the point that you might be able to get an interview. I think the single most important question in any interview, and you can ask any of my roommates this. Um, it was told to me by one of my friends. After every single interview, the last question that you should ask is: Is there anything that you've seen from myself, either professionally? or from my resume that you think is hindering me from being a good candidate for this position. The reason that that question is so good is because the first thing is, let's say they either say, yeah, there are a few things. You should fix A, B, and C. Mm -hmm. Sure, no problem. What you're gonna do is you're gonna go back, you're gonna work on A, B, and C, and you're gonna message that recruiter in three months, whenever, however long it took you to accomplish A, B, and C, and the conversation's gonna be much different, you know, because hey, 
I wasn't a good candidate for this position, but then I fixed everything that you said I need to do to become a good candidate for this position. Pretty excited to start working with you. You know, something, <laughs> obviously, that's a little extra, but still. Yeah. Um, and on the back end, um, what you'll get sometimes is no. Everything checks out. And you say, okay, well, uh, I was just wondering, when can, I, when can I expect to hear back? Because uh, really, they basically told you that, right? Either right. they said, yeah, you're perfect. We want to hire you. Right. Or they say, you're not perfect. You need to work on these things. And then you right. make yourself perfect. Yeah. But yeah, I think, it, I think it's really, you just need to put yourself in a mindset where you don't understand everything. You know you're not going to know everything. And you want to utilize and leverage the systems that we have to learn what you're lacking. Wow. After that, after you know what you need to do, it's up to you kind of, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. No, without a doubt. Man, those were some really powerful. That last one, hey, that that last interview question, write it down. That's yeah. that's changed interviews Can for me. Repeat it one more time, because I want to hear it again. Is there anything that you've seen from myself, either professionally or maybe through my resume, that you think is holding me back from being a great candidate for this position? You can spice it in whatever ways you want, but that sounded really good though. <laughs> I like that a lot. It's the microphone. <laughs> no, that's awesome. Well, I don't want to drag on this first. I guess I'm going to bring you back for part two in part. Because, man, I need to get through this dude story. Because, man, this individual right here, he's just doing everything. He's literally doing everything. So it's, it's time to uh, end this first episode with, uh, for everyone. And I hope you guys did enjoy kind of learning how this individual has his success story or a part of it. And I hope to see you guys in the next episode where I'm going to interview him for his experience in New Delhi, India, as well as working for the Department of Energy. Awesome. And maybe you can tell them the story about how you met your uh, research mentor as well. Because I heard that story and it's fantastic. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. (laughs) All right. Thank you, guys. And we'll see you soon. Thank you. All right.